All right. Uh, welcome back, uh, esteemed listeners and dear listeners to another episode of Extra AI Podcast. Uh, and today we are going to do a quick recap of uh, September 2023 and uh, all things AI, news around AI, and also maybe a brief highlights. Uh, and also we will briefly touch base about the different kinds of uh, podcast episodes that we have done in the month of September 2023. Starting with uh, some of the AI news, I would uh, definitely want you to kind of explore and understand like what are the new things that are happening with OpenAI. OpenAI has announced DALI 3, the third iteration of its acclaimed text-to-image model. And DALI 3 now promises significant enhancements over its predecessors and also introduces some seamless integration with ChatGPT. This is going to be very interesting because now the features are very much introduced or integrated into ChatGPT. So this is where I think if you have the premium version of uh, ChatGPT, maybe you could also try to search not only by um, text, but also maybe by image. I think these are some things are, which are being uh, uh, undergoing or going on. Uh, and a uh, few other things I would say if we go across uh, the space, I think uh, Microsoft obviously has uh, uh, released quite a uh, uh, in, in delivered a September event where they had quite a few of exciting announcements about all things AI, uh, starting with Copilot uh, to update from their paint and the snipping tool. And they have uh, several new Surface products were also revealed, including the Surface Laptop Studio 2, uh, so there are, uh, there are a, and the, the uh, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella also talks about a new category of computing and uh, uh, you, you should, I think, uh, go and recap uh, the event, I think, uh, in September and there, uh, which is where I think uh, a lot of things around AI have been very heavily mentioned. Uh, so this is one of those interesting events that happened in September 2023 as well. Uh, and then if you go further down the lane, obviously Google, uh, there are a lot of new updates with the Palm 2 model and also uh, with the BARD AI assistant, uh, a lot of updates uh, over there. I think you should go and check out uh, some of these things over there. Uh, and when you uh, go a bit uh, further and then try to understand from meta standpoint, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, he also uh, unveiled the extent of how the the company's AI investments are happening during an internal company meeting. So he, there are there are discussions about a lot of new products uh, such as uh, chatbots for Messenger and WhatsApp and how they can, that can converse with different personas. So, so there are some interesting concepts that are also discussed around here, how uh, they're planning to introduce these AI chatbots um, across these different products because they obviously they do not want to stay far behind um, whether it is Google or OpenAI or Microsoft. Uh, so, uh, and uh, you should also not discount about their investment in Metaverse because this is where I think they are also working uh, on their Metaverse related uh, hardware products because this is where obviously Meta doesn't want to stick on to Apple for a long time. I think they also want to come up with their own uh, hardware device and how they can inject uh, social media uh, as long as AI 
into it. Uh, so there are a few things that you should also go and check around uh, the uh, updates and uh, things happening around Meta. Uh, and the other big uh, um, uh, behemoth over there, I think, is uh, Amazon. Uh, I think uh, they don't want to definitely be left behind. So they have now come into the open and they've invested about $4 billion in Anthropic to boost the AI capabilities. Uh, so this investment of $4 billion into Anthropic will be very interesting and we need to see how Amazon is going to uh, be leveraging all these, uh, uh, the large language model from uh, Anthropic. Uh, and IBM, uh, IBM research, uh, from IBM standpoint, their research also unveils breakthrough analog AI chips for efficient deep learning. Uh, so if, if you go back to Amazon, I think uh, they are also working on these uh, uh, similar kind of uh, graphic processing unit, uh, GPU chips. So for them, this investment with Anthropic is going to be very interesting. As we all know, Google is working on their kind of uh, titanium chip uh, similar to the GPU chip. So there is now kind of a war brewing up around these different uh, GPU chips. And obviously, Intel is also working on their version of these uh, AI chips. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how you can, uh, uh, how, how a lot of these things are happening. Uh, we we also note, note that Europe is tinkering a lot with uh, legislation to regulate artificial intelligence, AI. Uh, the European regulators are delighted with this, but uh, we don't know if the things are going to go, uh, what the world would say, if the things are going to slow down over there. But as you know, Europe is big time into uh, regulations. I think I believe this is going to be interesting to see. Uh, and a few other things uh, happening around the globe. I think uh, uh, there are uh, quite a few other podcasts uh, like the All In podcast or the Hard Folk podcast where they kind of give you regular weekly updates as well on uh, the different aspects uh, about the different AI things that are happening. I think you should also go and check uh, these uh, podcasts around. Apart from that, uh, if you come back to our Extra AI podcast series, I think you, you might have noticed that uh, we did do quite a lot of uh, episodes. I think there are about four podcasts that we have released. Uh, we had uh, the podcast number 59, which is part of our uh, season six, uh, Building an AI Ecosystem. So here I had the honor of uh, talking with Thomas Newbert, uh, the co-founder and the serial entrepreneur uh, uh, for transatlantic AI exchange. We discussed several aspects of what takes to not only build an AI ecosystem, but what does it take uh, by working globally with various corporates, governments, NGOs, etc. So this is an interesting podcast. You can go and uh, check it out in detail. Then we had a season uh, finale, the six, uh, episode number sixty season finale for season six, uh, episode number 60, where we had a couple of uh, SAP guests, uh, Preeti Dhingra and Abhishek Mishra, and we talked about some new capabilities in ISLM, the ML framework in SAP S4HANA. We did discuss about uh, the multiple ML platforms and the tools and how ISLM is different from SAP AI Launchpad and what are the new enhancements and other things you know, happening over there. And then we started our season seven, episode number 61 with uh, 
an episode which is focused on how AI-driven mobility with tactile data. I had the pleasure of talking with uh, Boaz Mirahi, the CEO and co-founder of uh, Tactile Mobility, about the future of smart and autonomous cars. We discussed about not only the vehicle DNA, but also the surface DNA, which is very much important. It's about not just visual effects, but also the sensory effects and how you can add a feel factor and how AI is playing a big role in autonomous vehicles and uh, even even in uh, vehicle, vehicle systems. Then uh, we ended our uh, September, the month of September with the podcast number 62. Uh, interestingly, it is called ChatGPT for your business data with Finley. So here I had an opportunity to uh, discuss uh, with the CTO and co-founder of Finley.ai, Pedro, on the topic of how to extrapolate your business data for decisions and insights by breaking a lot of these different technical barriers. Uh, so this, this, this concept of uh, like uh, Findly.ai, it kind of marries the chat GPT with business data and makes it provide you understandable insights at a very faster pace. So these are some of the things that we have discussed. So you will see snippets of this uh, in this episode and then uh, if, if you have, uh, uh, I think whenever you, have, you got some time, you should go and check out these other details, uh, 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 the detailed episodes for more information on that. So sit back, relax, and enjoy these snippets. And then if you want to get into these uh, detailed episodes, you can go and uh, look into or listen to these uh, episodes. That is something that I'm very excited about, and it's obviously close to my heart. Um, mm -hmm. Remember, I was born and raised in Germany, and I had the pleasure and honor to get a job offer to Silicon Valley. And by the end of the day, I ended up here, and I'm living here now for 32 years. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm passionate. I have been as passionate today as I was 32 years ago when I explored and experienced the mindset and the culture of Silicon Valley that actually has really never changed. But at the same time, I always, not just because of my business opening international global um, subsidiaries or starting companies, um, what also I have done is on a personal basis, I already always, always collaborated closely with entities, business entities between Europe and the United States uh, uh, from the government level, from the regional and, and federal government level, but also with uh, bringing businesses and establishing business on a transatlantic basis. Now, on that note, I literally decided two and a half years ago for myself that I wanted to start. It started as a hobby. The transatlantic AI mm. exchange as it exists today literally started as a hobby. And my plan was to connect experts from Silicon Valley or from North America uh, with experts uh, who are building an ecosystem initially in Germany. Uh, mm -hmm. Since then, I have moved on and uh, focus on Germany, but also on uh, Europe as a continent, because I'm working closely now with the um, European Commission and the European Innovation Fund and EIT Digital, and they're thinking uh, literally um, European-wide. Um, but I think what's happening, as we all know, on a macro level 
is we all look at China being, you know, very aggressively looking into the topic of AI. Then obviously we have North America, but then we have Europe. And Europe has not done too well in the last 30 years in establishing themselves in really big trends and being leaders. And mm -hmm. I I don't like to say it, but it, it, it brings a point home when I talk to the audience at conferences, particularly over in Europe. All right, uh, welcome back to Extra AI. SAP AI has the power to simplify and optimize business processes leading to time savings, increased efficiencies and so on. Mm -hmm. So let's take example of how AI can effectively enhance data consistency and efficiency in the area of central purchasing. Mm -hmm. So frequent errors and inaccuracies in purchase requisitions can lead to increased effort and delays. And these repercussions, um, they extend beyond the procurement team, so affecting the other departments and ultimately impacting the overall customer experience. Mm -hmm. So help the business user, uh, the purchaser in this case, and uh, you know allow him to make better and faster decisions. Central procurement, um, SAP Svahana Cloud, offers intelligent recommendations for centrally managed demands. Mm -hmm. So how it functions, so employees often submit purchase requests using free text, which is inherently carries the risk of inaccuracies and misclassification of material group. Now, when these request items reach the central procurement team, the system steps in with AI-generated corrections. The AI recommends the appropriate material group to which the request belong. So with just a click, the purchaser can rectify the input based on the AI recommendation. So ISLM helps our internal teams in realizing this business case, for example. Mm -hmm. And for our customers, it provides support through uh, Fury apps to manage the entire life cycle, right from um, checking the prerequisites to training, deployment, and activation, and so on. So we enhance the functionality of the ISLM framework according to the requirements from our stakeholders and customers. And we offer capabilities which simplifies the adoption of ML use cases in SAP S4HANA. Some of the key capabilities and enhancements uh, which we have recently added in ISLM includes the connection creation uh, via the upload of service key. Mm -hmm. So the entire process is you create an incident scenario uh, as a binding entity between the business application and the ML runtime. And then a technical administrator has to provision the ML service and get a service key. Earlier, the process was once you have a service key, then to set up a connection between S4HANA to the ML services running in BTP, you have to create the ABAP artifacts like the RFC destinations, the work configurations manually. Mm -hmm. And now this process is automated completely, which reduces the additional effort on the customer side to set up the connections. So you come to ISLM, you have an IMG activity, you just paste the service key that you have uh, got as a technical administrator, and then the RFC destinations, the OAuth configurations are automatically generated for you. And you can do a connection check to set up, check the connection between S4HANA to the ML service running in BTP, and then save the connections. Mm -hmm. One of the key capabilities that we have also added is the data push management for side-by-side, -side, which basically means that now ISLM has the capability to support the data push management.
So we are... Uh, information should be interpreted differently because I can handle right. differently my car now. So the combination of the visual and the tactile sensing together will provide a perfect uh, perception of my environment and then you can take decisions. So as 90% or almost 100% of the companies today in the sensing field are doing visual sensing, as I mentioned, right. we, tactile mobility, are doing something completely different. We are like as if we were the blind person, okay, sitting next to the driver, feeling mm -hmm. everything that happens with the car, okay, and then we provide what we feel because we are professional with that. So examples like a friction estimation is a good example. You might see that uh, the picture is white. Maybe because it's white, maybe it's now um, um, snowy, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, but if it's a black ice, you will not see the black ice, okay? Right. So you can be a frozen road and you will never notice that. So seeing is not enough. So in this case, we'll provide friction to the vehicle uh, uh, customer functions, and those can be preconditioned the vehicle. For example, keep a larger distance from the car in front of you if you are mm -hmm. using adaptive cruise control, okay? Or uh, precondition the active, semi-active suspension, you know, okay, for uh, better enjoyability of the drive. All right, so welcome back. Um, the main thing is like, uh, I mean, you have data in your company, right? Uh, um, but what you actually want to know, like when you think about uh, a business, uh, usually want to know like the metrics. What are like, uh, you know, like what is my revenue? You know, like what is, uh, I don't know if you're like, uh, if you're like an e-commerce uh, business you want to know the amount of refunds that it's happening you know like the oh you want to know the how much of uh, the customer acquisition cost you know like uh, like how much you're spending in advertisement to acquire that customer so uh, at the end of the day like business mm -hmm. like uh, what like you check if the business is going well if some like uh, initiatives are doing well is like based on the metrics of that business right so um and until now like the i mean like like again like one step back like uh, the traditional way that people track those metrics about the business is in platforms like looker or you know like uh, that you, you have a dashboard you have a, your data analyst data scientist uh, um going there and creating dashboards to track specific metrics specific breaking downs and but then um one thing that happens very often and used to happen to me like while i work at google mm -hmm. was like like someone would come like one day and hey pedro can i have like the revenue like or like a, some random metric like per country could it give me that data and mm -hmm. it's like Oh, first, like, what is this metric this person is asking about? You know, like, uh, is like, what is the exact definition? Because, mm -hmm. like, the if you talk about, uh, even if you talk about a metric, like, it might maybe mean or, or different things for different people. You know, there is like okay. uh, some level of ambiguity, not for everything, but uh, you know, like, for like uh, for a lot of th things, there's a level of ambiguity or like. 
not even ambiguity, maybe like a, a different understanding, you know, like what the, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, so nowadays the, those things are tracked, you know, like with dashboards, but it's very like static, very, mm-hmm. uh, everything you ask for a metric, like you ask for some numbers, a graph, a graph, like, and it takes one day, two days, three days, whatever for like, uh, to come up with that answer. So that's a bit where, in our case, generative AI helps. All right, let us now wrap up this uh, recap of September 2023 episode. We have surfaced the waves of innovation, navigated the intricate dance of ethics and technology, and landed on the shores of tomorrow with insights that are brighter than the fall foliage. As you have noticed, we have, in, we have dissected and deliberated on a lot of key AI milestones uh, in, by discussing uh, on different topics uh, around the globe uh, with the speakers or guests around the globe. Uh, around the globe. So we will continue doing this. Uh, we have uh, an interesting line of uh, speakers that are uh, tuned up to arrive on our uh, podcast starting with some, uh, we'll have some interesting conversations about uh, uh, strategy of uh, how, what uh, what kind of AI strategy is needed uh, or needs to be implemented by businesses when they are doing transformations, uh, when they are doing digital transformations or when they are working on these different kind of uh, initiatives. how do you implement these different strategies? So we have a couple of guests, I think we'll be discussing about the digital transformation as well as AI strategy uh, in the context of enterprise businesses. We have also have a couple of uh, podcasts around uh, discussing about the AI platforms and uh, the services in the context of healthcare and natural language processing. And then uh, we have also another interesting con- um, coming up, uh, another interesting conversation about core sets, uh, wherein you could uh, bring in a subset of uh, your huge data set and then kind of uh, use this core set in bringing and uh, building your uh, machine learning models, which might help you uh, fasten your process of uh, creating predictions and simulations and maybe also reduce the hallucinations. So there are uh, quite a few of these different kinds of episodes that we have lined up. So uh, stay back, uh, uh, stay curious. uh, And uh, we'll, uh, and of course, a warm thank you to all you uh, esteemed listeners for being a part of this narrative uh, while we are riding this wave of discovery. the, generally, the dialogues, the innovations, and contemplations uh, are not just chronicles of a month gone, but echoes that we are doing for a future which is unfolding. So as we close today's uh, recap episode, remember, every echo is a call to engage, to question, and to explore. So stay tuned to Extra AI for another engaging episode, upcoming episodes, where AI isn't just a subject, it's a dialogue. It's an experience and it's a journey to tomorrow. Uh, So uh, thank you all for tuning in for this quick recap. Uh, And as always, send your uh, feedback or your questions my way. Uh, 
you, you know how to reach out to me. My LinkedIn uh, handle Raghubanda or my X handle Lakebanda. You can also alternatively go to my uh, website extraai.com, xtraai.com, and then you can find many more interesting episodes there. Until then, have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're tuned in from. Happy predicting the future with AI technologies. Thank you. And bye-bye now. Signing off, Raghubanda.